Everybody, my name is Tony Cardenas, and this is the Indie Real Estate Market Weekly Podcast. Today, we have a special guest on our show, Brad Coffing, research and analyst with MyBoar, Justin Griffith with Keller Williams, Kyle Morris with FC Tucker, and Shelly Walters with EXP. Hey, everybody, how's it going today, Shelly? Everything's going wonderful. Thanks so much. We have some interesting stats this week. It's kind of slowing down a little bit. I'm just excited it's Christmas time. We got to do Yuletide celebration on Sunday. It's like, oh, I love, oh, I mean, we've been doing it for like 36 years. So awesome. like, that feels like Christmas time to us, you know, old. I've been going, yeah, 36 years every wow. single year. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Justin? Did a little can- candlelight concert downtown and then went to the Big Ten Championship. Wow. That's nice weekend. Yeah. Go blue. Yeah. Go yeah. Blue. It was just, yeah. And Brad, what'd you do this past weekend? Anything fun? I have two small kids, so. Okay. <laughs> That's a no. We know what you did. What's her ages? Uh, I have a daughter who just turned five and oh, a yeah. son who's coming up on one. Yeah, you're, you're a busy man. You're, yeah. you're, you're so probably tired. A lot of sleep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, let's kick off the show today. Uh, you know, the market is changing drastically. We're into a drastic change right now. It's not all bad when I say drastic. I think the smarter we are, as in real estate agents, of keeping with the market, knowing what's going on in the market, along with... Um, what buyers and sellers are needing and wanting. Uh, you know, everybody wants a low rate mortgage right now. They're not going to get one, but the rates aren't so <laughs> bad right now. You know, they're just not, but that's just, that's just the real world right here. And uh, we'll talk about r- mortgage rates later on in the show, but Shelly, let's uh, kick it off with you. Let's get to the Carmel data. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about data with uh, you and Brad and everybody's going to kind of jump in. So, Lead it off here for us. Okay, so in Carmel, very slow week. Last seven days, only 18 houses hit the market, and one of those pended. Um, currently wow. have 146 on the market at anywhere from between 190,000 to 5.9. In the past 30 days, 105 houses have sold. Average days on market was 18, so still really good days on market. List to sale ratio is still 99%, so still good just really slow the past week and i think we're going to see this you know as we get towards the end of the year holidays getting crazy um westfield eight houses hit the market none of those pended currently 196 on the market anywhere from 249,000 to 3.2 million past 30 days 107 homes have sold the list to sale ratio for westfield was also 99 percent. so 30 days on market 99 percent. still a great market there uh zionsville four houses hit the market Zero of those pended. There's currently 38 on the market, anywhere from 300 to 7.5 million in Zionsville. In the past 30 days, 34 homes sold, 17 days on the market with a 99% list to sale ratio. All great numbers. Yes, that's good. Thing, though, if you think about it real quick, so we talked about like population uh, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. 
So Westfield has the highest actually active on the market by, you know, 50. So pretty like 30% more. And they're only half the size of right. Carmel, right? right? So they actually, exactly. they have a lot on the market for sure the size do. of that area. Yeah. Inventory's high there, if you want to say that word. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in a way it is, and it, it depends on how you look at it. We yeah. also get back to the fact of how many are over $1 million there. So the it's price insane. point's a little high for some people. So the actual price points where most people want to be, maybe not as many on the market. But Well, you know, the, the, the $1 million uh, house today I've talked with it with another couple agents, and I've talked with it with you guys. It's kind of like the five hundred thousand, the the six hundred thousand dollar home, like it was four, a decade five, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, almost yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the new. I hate to say this, but you know, you get to eight hundred thousand, you get to million. You know, there's four, four and five hundred thousand dollar homes all around Indianapolis and all around uh, Hamilton County. So it is the well, and that's the new build area. As well, yeah. yep. lots exactly. of new builds there, and Chatham, you know, Serenade, mm-hmm. Benno, oh, you got a lot. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, let's go over your stats there, Kyle Morris, also uh, known as AKA Big Daddy. Only here, but I actually love it. So, um, <laughs> so in Fishers, we had 22 go on the market, anywhere from 182 all the way up to uh, 800,000. 14 of them are still active, so eight of them pended. So low, right? But we also got to think, you know, we had the. Um, kind of hangover from Thanksgiving going into last week. So like for me, so even though eight is low is how many pended. Sure. It's four times what pended the week of of Thanksgiving. Exactly. Um, Also rates went down quite a bit last week. They did. So I think that helped people lock in. I do too. Well, especially with the holidays coming up. Like I think the next two, three weeks is actually a really good time to be a buyer. Some of the fear out of the market before the feds jump in and do it again because they're getting ready. Yeah. But we got, so 26 actually pended last week. Current days on market is 30 days on market in Fishers. Uh, there's 158 actually on the market that are active, but I, I also looked at sold. So four actually closed last week. And I, we were talking about, it's just a super complex market right now. And you're in this weird pivot point of how many days on market you are before you're going to take a hit on the price. Right. Um, we had, we sold a couple this weekend. Um, the four and fishers that sold, they were on, average days on market was 32 days on market. So, or 52, I apologize, 52 days on market. So really, really high. And at 52 days on market for the average, 10,000 under, 12,000 under, 5,000 under, and 1,000 over. So right. not the hit that you would think for 52 days on yep. market, right? But even we were talking about before, you know, you start, you get offers or, or showings or whatever in the first couple of days, but there's this weird pivot point, like around 10 to 14 days where it's like, you know, this, this may swing on us really, really quickly. Um, Noblesville. There, it was, was pretty similar. There's 23 that actually um, went on the market last week. 16 are active. Seven of them pinned. Uh, there's 26 total pinned on the market, anywhere from 129 to 1.25 million. 34 days on market, 125 are actually active on the market. And so similar there, I looked at the close. Only two closed last week, probably because, you know, you're closing right after Thanksgiving, right? But average days on market for the two that closed was three days. One well, sold at 32,000 over list and yeah. one sold at list. So it's just really, so it, so you look at that difference, right? So 52 days on market, you're at taking an average of about, I think between them, you're probably like 8,000 under list, something like that. Three days on market, your average is, you know, I mean, it, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, you're getting it really. So there's that swing in there. But I think the interesting thing about the swing is people think the swing is bigger than it really is. So, okay, yeah, we may not get lists because we're on the market 30, 40 days, 
it's not as much under list as you think, quite honestly. That's where I just showed Carmel, Westfield, and Zionsville. Ninety-nine percent list. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. you better be right on your data because we got Brad over here. Oh, I know. Slap <laughs> us around a little bit. Well, so the other interesting piece is like, so we listed one last weekend and, and we sold it in like three days. Um, and everybody's talking about prices and they're tanking. I priced this house back in beginning of August, right? right. When I priced it, it was ten thousand dollars over what I priced it in August. So even with all these hits, like there's still appreciation going on. Um, because of the past six months, the past two years. So it's weird. It's like, okay, whether you got lists or not, which we did, but at the same time, even with that, I was already $10,000 above where we originally anticipated where we were going to sell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, so let's say you ended up selling it for a little bit less. It's still where it would have been in August, let alone last okay. March. So uh, w- which one did you just finish quick. up? That is one thing Brad and I talked about earlier. We are going to talk about and um, the average. Uh, okay. List. Increase over yeah. the past year. Yeah. What city did you just end up? Noblesville. Okay. Let's go to what else you got? Uh, I got Justin. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> let's go over to Justin now. All right. Uh, I'll start in Broad Ripple this week. We had two new listings, uh, which is a total of 18. None of those have uh, pinned yet. Uh, priced anywhere from 129 to 1 million. Uh, we had two pending. Both of those averaged on the market 82 days. So, Again, the homes that are sitting, they're still moving right now. It's I really think it was the rates. Okay. And then also, you know, after Holidays. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and then we had two closings, uh, average price two fifty or two sixty. Um, average days on the market was only nine on those. Uh, Meridian Kessler, we had four new listings uh, for a total of twenty five, priced anywhere from two thirty five up to one point five million. Uh, we had three pending, two of those were new listings, and one had been on the market for twenty six days. Uh, we had three closings, average sale price of three hundred thousand seven dollars wow. on the market. So Meridian Kessler is still killing it. Uh, downtown, we had twelve new listings, five of which pended. Uh, there's a hundred and seventy-one total, priced anywhere from one fifteen up to two point zero nine million, and uh, five pending. And we had seven closings, average price of four twenty-two days on the market, seventy-seven. Yeah, the city is uh, getting some action, it seems like. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, of uh, those uh, closing 76 of those are condos downtown. Wow. It's yeah. been trending I mean, that way. Closings, but active. So. Some of the yeah. best properties I've looked at in the past six months are condos downtown. Yeah, we've yeah. got to start uh, doing maybe yeah. a little heavier research on that because you're, you're in tune with the downtown market, and I think that could help us a little bit. Absolutely. Well, good. It looks like we got our uh, weekly stats out here on the podcast. And now, uh, Shelly, let's beat up on Brad a little bit. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, no, we're not beating up on Brad. We just want to know what's going on in the world of my boar. Go ahead, Shelly. So thank you so much, Brad, to come and join us. We we just thought you'd be a really good person to talk to since you are the stat guy for my board. <laughs> so, this is this is really fun. This is really cool to be able to hear. Um, as I said before, like I get to see really the macro, the big picture, but to be able to hear all those stats that you just went through, community by community, to really see the differences and to see what the market's doing really actually informs what I do. So I think in a lot of ways that this should actually be, be – kind of flipped like i should be asking you guys questions <laughs> well, so this is really fun to be here so thank you i mean well we're thankful uh that we can pull the data off of my bore so we can be accurate to the future buyers and sellers out there because quite honestly you know i'm gonna say it a lot of real estate agents don't do this homework that we do every week i mean we pull this stuff in the morning so our stuff's not old so we're grateful that you guys and your system has this information available for us. It makes the industry better. I feel like 
you know, we want agents listening because it helps understand what's going on. Because the one thing I want the most is, you know, I want um, our industry to be the best it can be. And at the same time, it's by removing the emotion and the uncertainty. And like, this is how we do it, right? So it's not just about knowing the numbers, it's knowing where they come from, what they actually mean, and you have the broader macro than we do. So we're really good about doing our little areas and we can understand and communicate to other agents. But on a whole, you know, we still get asked what's going on with the market, right? right? And I can tell them, but like it's a little bit different because you have. I mean, I could pull up the whole piece the way you do, but like you do this day in. No, day out. you wouldn't be able to do it like you. No, no, no. Because I, <laughs> no, I just no, don't. I'm, I'm not in it like it's, that. It's, right? It's a joke. I was a pure, <laughs> boom. Jokes anyway, are funny, Shelley, but anyway, <laughs> Shelly, let's go over the questions for Brad that we've written out today. Okay, so um, one of the things we just wanted to talk to you about is um, just watching how the market is changing over. You know, let's start back with 2018, 19. We all know what happened in the past two years. It's kind of crazy. Those are high numbers. And then how that's affecting us today, where we are. One of the first stats I just wanted to talk to you, you you know, you last threw some numbers at me about where we are in this October versus last October. So I think that's a good number to start with. So I'm really glad that you brought up starting at 2018, because that's when I I actually started on staff. Um, And when I started, the median sales price was $189,000. In all 16 counties, right? My bar covers 16 counties. Yeah, yeah. So we cover from Boone, Hamilton, Madison's North, all the way down to Jackson Jennings. What is it today? So October was $280,000. Wow. Whoa. That's good. So, and I can really remember when we cracked the 200K mark. Because I thought, wow, that's that's wild, right? And now I look back, I'm like, that's cute, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Our numbers are cute. And... If you look back, 2018, 2019 were really, really good years in the industry. Sure. The, you know, the market really performed well uh, in terms of total sales, total volume. They were both really great years, all-time highs. 2020 was a um, especially odd year. Yes. Yeah, you guys didn't see that coming. I, I don't think anybody didn't saw build that, that into my mind. No, <laughs> right, right. I didn't forecast. Right, right. Pandemic is no, a hard no, setting no, to master. No one did. Okay, so that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Does that? You know what I'm saying, Shelley? What's the next one? Well, I just wanted for him to continue on. Is so that median price point though? You just said for 2021 versus 2022 went um, just in October. So those you said 280 was one number. So right. just explain that a little bit. So that would be a 9.8. Uh, percent increase over last year. So wow. we typically look at the year over years. Uh, the month to month is nice to kind of get a sense of where we think things are going, but the true change you're looking at the year over year. Um, we have seen since about July, July is really when we started to see the impact of the higher rates coming into the market. Um, there's always a bit of a lag to when things get introduced and to when you actually see them show up in the data. Um, a lot of other markets throughout the country have really seen, you know, prices, price actually drop, right? So you look at the Southwest, you look at crazy places like what happened with, uh, uh, maybe Boise and Missoula, like those little towns that saw a mass exodus out of the Bay area and just bought up a lot of, like, we don't really, we didn't really have that here. We had a lot of people move here in 21. We had a lot of in, you know coming in from Chicago and from other, the metros and kind of the Midwest. And mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of that's kind of, it's still going on, not nearly at the rate that we're going. So I, I don't expect us to see the giant swings that a lot of the other places have 
kind of thing. But since uh, July, the rate of uh, appreciation. So again, this is still positive growth. Sure. We're seeing that slow a little bit, right? So from the kind of the wild times of being up 20%, now we're at like the 9.8. When we started the year, we thought, well, you know, we might be seeing single digit uh, appreciation, which would still be fine, right? I mean, you're still looking at that. Uh, And so to be up still nearly 10% uh, by the end of the year is still strong. That's very positive in my my world. I think that that's a very positive number. And when we're yeah. hearing people say prices are going down, prices are going down, they're up 9.8% since October. That should make a up. buyer feel a little bit more comfortable in our market today. What's the or historic number? Do you have that off the top of your head? Historic number of appreciation. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. We've only been recording wild. it for... 2.5%? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it varies It's like wildly. three. Yeah. yeah it's, right. it, I knew it was under three. But, you know... Um, so all the, you get a lot of phone calls in and out of your office of like what's going on with the data for yeah. people, the realtors to understand. So they, they give accurate information mm-hmm. out to everybody. Um, what do you think that from, from what you guys get, I know you get different data so you can put it in your system. I mean, what are you expecting for going forward between now and let's say this July, are you see, are you seeing a little touch of a slowdown? Obviously, right. okay. I mean, are you thinking there's going to be a screeching halt? I don't see it. So a lot of what we're going through now. So there's two. So there's two two things going on right now, right? One obviously is is the rates, and that's really. Right designed to do what it's doing, right? It's not accidental. Yeah, right. It's not accidental. And I've got the rates up today. We'll talk about those later, but but 6.375. Now, wait a minute. You got to understand the rates that I'm talking about. I'm not going to get into it right now, but these are rates that if you're at a mortgage lender or a broker, not a bank, banks are much, much higher, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, historically with the rates go up, it's going to hurt the It's slowing it down. It's slowing it down. It's supposed to, right? Right. So the other thing that really changed between 20 and 21, and you saw it reintroduce towards the end of 21, but mostly 22, we have a very seasonal marketplace. You know, you see the spring really kick up, the summer's really hot, you see the fall kind of begin to bump down a little bit. Exactly. Again, so we didn't really have that because in... 2020, that spring bump didn't happen, right? That was pushed back to August, September, October, November, 2021. It was all hands, right? It really didn't matter, right? So now we're seeing that natural seasonality come back in, but you're also seeing that now also with the rates. So you have kind of two things going on. So moving forward is a really tricky question. So I'm not a macro economist. I don't pretend to be one. I didn't even sleep at a holiday inn last night. But (laughs) so if we think that rates are going to be coming down, and that's the other thing too, is typically when you look at the average rate for the 30 year, and then you look at the yield on the 10 year, right? they, They typically move together, right? And right. that spread has historically been what? You're talking about the 10-year fixed rate or you're talking about the 10-year the, the, the the, yield on the yield. Treasury. Okay, yeah, yeah exactly. You, I look at the 10-year five, six times indicator, a day. right? right. And, and that spread is usually about 170 basis points, right. right? And we've been sitting at about 270, 280, right. right? So there's a little bit of extra risk, uncertainty. I don't know what you want to call it, padded in, right? Right. You're starting to see that taper a little bit now. I think rates are starting to come back a little bit more towards normality. Right. Um, But that being said, they are elevated a little bit higher than where they would probably normally be. But this isn't a very normal time still, right? Right. So as we get into Q1 of 23, do we see that 
begin to normalize a little bit. If that was the case, you know, the rates would be sitting, what, by 5.5%, right? 5.875 all right? day. But that uh, what you're talking about on those bonds and coupons, you got to be able to measure that out, what people don't understand, so they can sell that off the secondary market. And when they can't make that sell, it hurts sales. It hurts the top rate, which is the most popular of the 30-year fix. A lot of people don't understand. It's about bringing it to market. Right. Okay. So do we get back to that by the end of Q1? I, I just Maybe don't, not. I don't Maybe see how it Maybe mid-year 23, you start to see that. That's what I've heard. Q3, back half Q4. of 23, yeah. certainly. If things all continue on the route that we're going, as we know, stuff happens. Stuff exactly. Changes, right? There's a lot of uncertainty. But... Uh, back half of 23, you could definitely see that start to kind of normalize a bit. Good. More. I think we got a good explanation so. on what we've asked. What's the next big one? Well, I um, think I just want you to talk on what you think is most important that you're seeing in the market that you're, you know, most information is coming from you that I may not even know the answer or the question <laughs> to ask. So, so it's, it's a really interesting time. And, and I think more than ever, this really drives to the value that you bring to clients, right? Because um, I learned something, and I was lucky to learn this early on. A very wise uh, broker once said, you know, Brad, you know, behind every piece of data, there's, a, there's an actual story there. Every sale has its own story. They're sure. very, very different. You can't, you know, there are no- Can't make it the up. Same. Um, and as you look at the data, right? So closed sales do- do look bad when you look at them, right? They're down, right? And that is, you know, the rates taking effect. It's doing what it's supposed to do by design, right? right? You're seeing the seasonality in the market. You're also seeing we're comparing against 2021, which is all time high, yeah. right? which is a really tough one to compare to. Yeah. Even without the impact of the rates, I think, yeah. I think any comparison to 2021 was going to be tough. Right. right? You ought to be comparing to 18 and 19. Right. And so that was one of the things, too, that we that we really tried to do early on was, you know, we said, well, let's just back out 2020 and 2021. And let's right. let's pretend like those didn't exist. And if we forecast off of all the previous years, how would that then look? Right. And so I think what we're seeing is much more a reversion back to our natural trend. And that's what Kyle says. In many of our past shows, he says, and everybody else on the table said it too, but Kyle, it sticks out in my mind, Kyle, we're getting back to a normal market. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we really are. And that's really a good thing. Yeah. And I, I think though, that's where talking to clients and explaining like, like we are really returning back to what a normal market should be and how it feels and how it looks. It's going to take a little bit more time to feel really comfortable with it. Right. Yep. But hang in there. It's, it's driving through that long tunnel. You see the light at the end. Um, and I think we are going to get there. So one of the things is, you know, you've not really seen prices drop, right? I mean, they've really held very, very steady. Uh, appreciation has been strong. Even when you go into the argument of real and not mm. prices, right? right? It's still, it's still positive. Uh, one of the things that is, that has really been the story for a long time and continues to be the story is the inventory. You yep. know, you see a lot of screeching from a lot of places in news talking about the inventory going up, inventory going up, inventory going up. We do see that here we do see it going up right but it's off of rock bottom you know we were sitting right. at i think october we were sitting at 4400 active um 
at the end of the month is a point in time, right? But that's up from 2,700 homes. Sure. The margin. sure. I mean, that's yeah. just, there's... But it's concerning, too, because I think it's going to continue to be a problem over the next two to three years because at the same time, because we're returning to normal, builders are trying to adjust to it, and they were doing so much. So they've drawn back a little bit here within the past month and a half when really it's a good time to actually speed it up. Right. But, you know, you got to think about their profits, all of that stuff. Like, there's a lot. I mean, this is complex. Oh, yeah. so when we talk about Caring the market is complex, yeah. so we there's need a lot. to build, but they got to hold it still. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's I, funny you said that about the builders today, because uh, just today I got, I follow Pulte in Florida heavily and Lenar. And I am telling you, there are $75,000 incentives on inventory homes all over the place on the west coast of florida okay and uh you're right on that kyle i mean it's spot on but you know how do these builders handle these numbers and get these homes sold i, I think what you just said that's the magic yeah, yeah. well because you have yeah. carrying costs you have salaries right. you have oh you got I mean, all the so construction loans yeah and then you take into account we thought there would be the interest rate well a, a bigger exodus of boomers downsizing which hasn't happened because they're smart you know they, they've yeah. lived uh i mean they have a lot of wisdom so they refied got a lower a rate of equity yeah. like why am i why i've got a lower rate i've got a house i'm gonna right. basically lateral over because of appreciation right. yeah. from when i bought this house 15 20 years ago yeah. and so we're just not seeing what was anticipated yeah i have more equity than i do oh on principle you know that's kind of like what you're talking yeah. about right mm -hmm. now but I'll be damned if I'm going to take the equity because I'm not going to pay that price to get it. Perfect example. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is one of the things that we're looking at and continue on until who knows next year sometime until right. the rates maybe come to the point where they're more comfortable. Well, the other challenging thing too on the inventory is new product coming, coming onto the market. Sure. It's just, you know, it's, it's been really, really challenged. Um, that part of it's been a little bit frozen. It's not a bad word to say. It's just, no, it, it, it's it is. You know, when you look at new listings in October of 2022, they were down 21%. I mean, it's just, it makes it really hard um, to figure out where the market is right now. And that's right. where the expertise that, that you all have of understanding kind of where the puck's going. Mm. Now you're talking about new. Yeah. Okay. Because Dude. it's funny you said that. I just talked to three different uh, title companies. I'm not going to say their name. Mm -hmm. They're here locally in Carmel and the Indianapolis market. Mm -hmm. Some of them are down 50%. There's one down about 65%. So when you said down 20 some percent, that's just on the new. Think about all the listings that we're not getting mm -hmm. because what the interest rates are pushing out. Well, and then but that goes back to Kyle about a normal market. I mean, right. I want to ask this question. When you got in the business, how, what was the average days on market back then? How many years ago was that? Eight? No, no five and a half. Five um, and a half. Honestly, when I was brand new, I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to check something like that. But <laughs> I, I'm just, just being that, transparent here, you know. Um, but what was the days on market? 60, 60. 70? Yeah. And Shelly? Yeah. I mean, I remember carrying 180 days on the market. Absolutely. And that wouldn't yeah. be anything that I was afraid of. And you Six months. Well, you well, just don't hear that anymore, yeah. and we're in, we're not in a primo market right no, now. And that would be, you know, price points four hundred to seven hundred or whatever here in Carmel, which would be our the market I was in. Right. That would be something that 
you set your expectations with your sellers when you sit down with them to understand where we are. And this is where we, we talk about, and Brad was starting to talk about, the value of your agent understanding the market that you're in so that they don't tell the seller to expect four days on the market when it's really 40 or 50. Right. Because right. if a seller is ready for that and expects that, and we've set the price where we know it should be, you know, then the expectations are there and the seller is not as concerned seeing 40 days hit the market. Right. I mean, when I was counseling my sellers at 180 days on market, you know, you just have to tell your sellers what you see in the market. So, Brad, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is really looking at, and as real estate agents, we're the, you know, the backbone of the real estate industry here is the realtors. What is the exactly. population of real estate agents that you see in my board? And when, you know, maybe starting back with where you started watching these numbers? So one of the things that we look at is I do a count every month. So that's one thing that we do track. The numbers um, actually have held pretty steady. Um, we've seen a, just a kind of a normal warm climb year over year. Um, but if you're looking at it in terms of what the population looks like of experience and being able to set the expectations. That's one of the big things that we talked about, right? I mean, with everything going on, things are moving in vastly different ways and being able to tell clients exactly what's going on with their market, right? Their price point, their community, what they're looking at, their product type. Uh, so about 70% of active agents, and this was last month or the month before, so it could change a little bit, but about 70% uh, joined 2020 or after. Okay, right. there we go. 2020 so, or 2020? Sorry, sorry. 2012? 20, 2012. Yeah, 2012. 70% of the agents. Yeah. yeah. So okay. those 70% uh, have never really seen a meaningful you know, decline or, or weirdness in the market yeah. or shift like that. They've really, that whole time, except for a couple months or a couple quarters, have really seen kind of this nice steady climb, close sales, prices, just kind of right. easily moving up. On the flip side of that, about 70% of the managing brokers have actually been through some meaningful shift and decline. That's why they're managing the brokers. <laughs> right, yes. right. Yeah, they got some experience behind them. Yes. And so I think it's it's being able to tap into that and being able to learn from people that have gone through this. How do you how do you come how do you come to the table with clients and bringing the uh, you know the appropriate data, bringing the stuff that they need gotcha. to actually know to be able to set the expectations for where they're going to be in the marketplace. So what does that tell you a little bit, Shelley? That if you're if I'm going to list my home. I'm just saying the way I would do it. If I'm going to list my home, I want to get an agent that's got a little bit of experience. I mean, you know, uh, Kyle's been in a long time. Justin's been in a long time. But I also have to say for a lot of the agents that are out there, I mean, they got slapped in the face with this market. You know what I mean? They didn't even see the ball coming down the road or the, the, the bowling ball coming right at them because, uh, they didn't have any experience in this. So, you know, I, I got to think, how do these realtors go through this market that we're in right now? How do they learn? How do they get this information so they can do a really good job for their buyers and sellers? Right. And I just, just want to say, too, that that's one thing where you just have to know that we are not in competition with each other as mm -hmm. a real estate agent. Reach out to your friends that are in the industry. Or, right. You know, Listen to this podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. The co Literally. Because yeah. we've been right. saying we felt the pivot in the market. Sure. Like End of May yeah. or something like that. Yeah. We were like, hey, you're, you're selling over lists, but you're getting – 
seven showings instead of 20 like like right. we were just like really noticeably really slowing down right. yeah. even though the numbers didn't reflect it like we were just doing enough that we could see the change in the market already right, right. yeah so the bottom line is you're right shelly you know if there's a newcomer that's only been in the market for a year year and a half maybe three years four years they could pick up the phone and call any one of you guys you know? Absolutely. And I do have a coaching, um, you know, starting to help coach new agents, especially because there isn't a lot that you know or understand until you go through it. So if you're not sure. going through it and you're not understanding, you know, we can sit down with you on a you know daily basis or when you're coming across an issue that you're dealing with that, you know, reach out to people. And I ask, bet what you did you do when you when this right. happened. Yep. You know, I, we have answers that, you know, maybe close to it. No deal is ever the same. Right. But I bet you every one of every everybody sitting here. OK, maybe not Brad, because he yeah. came from a data center. But uh, I bet everybody here has had some type of mentor. Absolutely. Okay. And that they're probably not working with today. So I think it's okay if a real estate agent calls one of you guys up. I mean, they're probably going to want to get on the show too. But the bottom line is, I think we're that's, I think that's a compliment. Yeah, we're all here. Yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, Shelly is, is one of mine, right? Like, so I have, right. I have a ton of resources at Tucker and I lean on all of them. I have plenty of people to, to look out and, and talk to. But I also need other people who are like producing at the same volume, things like that. Sure. So what they're seeing because, you know, it's hard if you're selling, you know, and this is because I've been the other guy too, you know, where you're selling five or seven houses in a year versus like a hundred, right? Like you, you still got to have somebody to talk to, right? And like you need to find somebody who's maybe just slightly above where you right. currently are because they agree. were just there and they can tell you how to get to the next place. And they've gone through and have the experience of changes in the market, right? conversations gotcha. to have, all of that stuff. Yep. So, I mean, if an agent were to call you up it's next happening. week, yeah, do they get a pumpkin pie? Next year. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a once a year thing, but yeah, we're going to keep it Pumpkin pies and gave them out to people for Thanksgiving. Well, I always want to go back to um, Michelle Shepard who helped me. I just always want to say a shout out to her because when I was new Michelle put me through um the whole process sure. as a friend as a co-worker she was a list agent I was a buyer's agent and it was a difficult deal it was probably one of my first 10 and she was so helpful and patient and here's what she did you know back and forth talking sure. to me and I think everybody needs to do that these the attitude of you don't know what the heck you're doing. You're screwing yeah. up the deal. Is is only hurting the client you're working for. Because and the realtor. The other side is needing, you know, to go forward just like you are. And we, I just the every every once in a while I hear somebody say we're competing against each other, and right. I absolutely do not believe that. One hundred percent. Okay, Justin, who helped you years ago? Uh, Paul. Paul, who? I cannot remember his last name to save my life. I swear to God, okay. it's been 17 years. Super uh, close, though. Literally, Super close. Not in the no, I've, I mean, it, I met him on a fluke. He said, "Hey, come interview with my company. I think you're going to be great at this." And met with the company. He gave me one day of training, and then uh, off to the, the wolves. It was done a little different back in 2005. Well, hey, so. let's <laughs> we we got to wrap this show up, um, okay? And uh, Brad, we would really like to have you on again. I appreciate it. Okay, a lot. Okay, but let's wrap this show up. Justin, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, who do you work for, and what's your phone number? Uh, Keller Williams, Indy Metro Northeast, and Custom Container Builders. Phone number 317-507-5599, and the website is fishers.realestate or customcontainerbuilders.com. My gosh, they're not going to be able to find you anywhere. That's a mouthful. Yeah, and how can we get a hold of you, and your name is? Kyle Morris. It's Morris Property Group with FC Tucker, um, 317-649-5122. 
and Shelly Walters. How do they get a hold of you? You can reach me on my cell phone anytime, 317-201-2601, Shelly Walters Religion Group with EXP. Brad Coffing, thank you very much uh, from coming in from my board. We certainly appreciate everything that you've done today. And thank we're definitely going to bug you to get you on a few more shows, if that's okay with well, you. Please do. We couldn't even get around to every question we had. There's <laughs> so much to know. There is yeah. so much to know. But that shows us that we got another show coming. Tony will validate your parking, by the way. Yeah, yeah. we'll validate your parking. Okay.